Maximum news. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Hogwarts Legacy Week, or for some people, the people who have been able to play it. I've only been able to play three and a half hours of the sucker, and uh, I'll give my opinions on it in a moment. But I think the more qualified person here is the person that has been able to put 30 hours into it since it released. I think that's what you said, right? Cyb Sidian, my co-host. How you doing, Cyb? I'm sure you're probably doing great because you got to play Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, now the the save game file says 33 hours, but I think it's closer to 60. And I don't know why, but for some reason, when you're ever, whenever you're in menus and whenever you're doing certain activities, it doesn't progress the time. Like I know I spent four hours in um in my uh in the custom room that you get creating like its look its style like editing it out playing with the pets doing that's the kind of stuff but it didn't though the timestamp of my save file was four hours different the little in-game timer there did not move more than the hours like it was it still said 24 hours when when i went in did all the stuff came out saved it again still just 24 hours so are you that was are you days ago are you reading it on steam as in the number of hours you put in so far oh that that might actually be a little bit better yeah steam says yeah steam says like 55.6 is my life so chaotic right now okay well anyways i'm gonna i've only gotten to what point am i at in the game i just finished doing my first dueling club that's not really a spoiler we've seen like that's been in the promotional materials the dueling club um i'm yeah three and a half hours i'm gonna leave the floor to side i'm very curious to hear his thoughts on it uh because he like me uh has this at like his number three most anticipated game this year we've both been looking forward to it General thoughts, and again to specific side. What do you think of Hogwarts Legacy? I think they have absolutely. So we did we did talk about this, give a little sort of a review on the Thursday show, but really that was like the that was still an early access at that moment, essentially. So yeah, having that played through it, talking a little bit more. I'm still not going to do any major spoilers. I'm going to avoid any kind of like. Like, you know, anything that's major, obvious, large spoilers. Obviously, we know that the kid goes to Hogwarts, so I'll talk about that. Um, So basically, this game has fulfilled a fantasy that I never thought I really had. I Mm. never was on the whole Harry Potter book train, like hardcore, like a lot of other people were, that were my same age growing up uh, when they first started to come out. Um... I was a little bit older than I guess the intended audience at that particular moment in time. And I didn't really get too like, I was never a diehard fanatic. I did watch all the movies within about a week or two of them coming out uh, because I did enjoy the, the, I thought that the world that they had created was just marvelously well done. I do love fantasy on in pretty much every form. And I really was always interested in that, but playing the game, I will I will tell you now that I've got a goofy, dumb smile on my face almost every time whenever I'm playing the game mm. because it is this perfect feeling story, again, that I never knew that I wanted or that was like or that I would appreciate so much running around, collecting some magical creatures putting them in a bag and then releasing them into their, my own like little mini perfect ecosystem to, you know, keep them safe from poachers while they're being hunted. You can do that. Oh, that's so cool. Probably one of the most satisfying things I've done in a a while, as far as like, um, not what you would call a combat orientated content. Mm -hmm. Like the whole, like go out and collect stuff. It's, It's so nice going through, figuring out riddle stories. Do I think that they could have done a a deeper, more like thorough style of it where there's way more like kind of mini games and stuff like that? Yes, but only because I'm I'm insane. And if you're not insane, if you're not crazy, if you don't want to dedicate like, you know, a thousand hours of your life into a, a one game, then then that's obviously like too far. But as far as like being a game made for the 
made for a wide audience of just regular hardcore fans of the series, I think they absolutely knocked it out of the absolute bloody park because there is no possible way that I think it could be done better for the mainstream. And that's fine because mods will add that complexity for those people who really, 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 really do want it. And, um, and yeah, I, I think, I think, and the mods are coming. Oh my goodness. We have another announcement about that today as well. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mention that in the, in the heads up news, but it's just an announcement about what we're doing with it. So no biggie. Um, but yeah, we are, uh, like everybody who's played it, Ash, Moon, and I, we are so impressed with the overall quality and the depth of experience that the game has brought. It really is just fitting you into this world, allowing you to have this story, this experience. Um, the world could be a little bit more in-depth. You could give interactability to every single student in the entire Hogwarts school. You could name every single one of them. That's something that they could do. You could also give the students like daily schedules and stuff like that. So you can like, you know, you could literally like creepily stalk any of them that you wanted to, but in the sense that like, again, that that's something that they could have added, but you certainly don't need it. You certainly get enough of that in-depth feeling like you're in the world just from walking down a hallway, hearing some conversations from students here or there, um, and then, you know, reacting to other things that are in the world, whether they be, you know, plants or things. The only thing that's that's more gamified, obviously, than uh, than I think what we would normally have, like, what what's, like, canon to the lore is the amount of um, random, insane, genocidal, rampages you can go go on that's about the only thing where it's like it's like you know children it's bad to kill people oh well you know it's a good thing i just killed like you know two hundred forty thousand uh poachers who happened to be in the local area i you know it's that whole uh that, that whole um game mechanic where it's like it's like you know if the bad guys in this game all banded together they'd actually have the majority in like political like numbers like why don't they just vote in their own people instead of trying <laughs> to take force for, take it by force because there's like 12 people in this village but there's 89 enemies that respawn around the village that i murdered quite frequently like it's like you know it's that kind of gaminess but of course that's that's there because of the gaminess but does it ever feel out of place it doesn't mm. it feels so like perfect and so well fitted and so unique and honestly just fun and that's the biggest thing that games are for they're 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 there to de-stress give you fun and then give you something to think about at the end of the day mm. and this game definitely has those things in spades as as far as the general overall principle of how does the game affect you as an individual and i would say that it that it's super entertaining it's super good like just smiley happy good and then it's also just got a wonderful aesthetic to it that just matches it so well with the world of Hogwarts, with the world of the Wizarding World. And there's so much more that we can see out of that. And there's obviously like tie-ins to the lore that are done really, I think, really, really well. There's a lot of stuff with the goblins, them talking about how, you know, one of the reasons why they fight and, and why there's been a, you know, disconnection between wizards and, and goblins and that mm. kind of stuff and their, their grievances and, and whatnot. And they cover them in, in a way that I think is really cool because it's like, yeah, here are these issues. We're so not fixing them today. It's not you know, just one dimensional. Yeah. It's not one dimensional. It's, it's like, it's like, you know, and, and your character can agree or disagree with, you know, stuff, but they're just a kid. They can't, change this on a global scale right so the kid is like well i i i think that that's unfair you know and, th and they could say that or they can chit chat about it and it's like that's cool that's 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 what we want we don't you don't need to have the be the savior of the universe and you know the commander shepherd in every single game there is like you know you can you can leave room for just being a normal person in a world that's a complicated world. And I think that, again, I think they really just nailed that down perfectly. Um, 
yeah. And so just overall, I would say that that comparatively is probably one of the best um, adaptations of a of a world into a video game that I have ever seen. Uh, far better than anything I have ever played. And the visuals and how they do everything from the animation to the uh, to the cutscenes and and how that stuff all works and the fact that uh, yeah there is a handful of PC bugs um, but that's, that's super standard these days I, you know I would love there to not be uh, but there definitely will be fixes for that um, coming out right away I believe uh, Nvidia's got a, a a driver update coming for their graphics card I believe AMD oh thank uh, God one coming out soon. Um, so yeah, there's a, there are some PC issues. Um, and again, you, you have that because you have an almost infinite number of PCs in the world as far as like how they're, you know, they're, they're spec'd slightly differently, right? Like they've got different Ram, they've got different video cards, they've got different motherboards, different processors, weird things are, are going to happen like that. I, and one of my complaints about other reviewers is other reviewers will bring up an issue that is basically them only. Uh, one reviewer recently came out and he's like, I have this issue when I'm talking to this character. And it's like, I just looked online. Nobody else other than you is having this problem. I have a different problem with uh, some texture stretching when it comes to trees in the distance. And again, I have not encountered that as a general problem amongst most other players. I haven't seen it replicated on one stream that I've seen. I have, it's just, it, it is not a thing. So I'm not going to dock them points for that because that's not a general PC issue. You know, if it was happening to everybody and, and people were memeing on it, then of course that's an issue that probably came up in testing. But there's a good chance that this particular stretching issue didn't actually come up in any of their late testing and therefore wasn't necessarily a big issue for them to be concerned about fixing because it may have only affected 0.001% of the population. Yeah. But when you have like, 10,000 of those errors then you got 10% of the population that's having a you know not a super smooth experience so that that that's the kind of stuff that playing on opening week is diff- obviously more difficult playing on the consoles tends to make these things can sometimes be problem uh, or sorry pro- uh, sometimes be more of a problem or less of a problem just depending on right so we all remember how some games in the recent past PCs were great consoles had a rough time vice versa happens all the time so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hit on them because overall uh, a vast majority like 90 percent of people have reported very little technical bugs uh the pc is the only platform in which is having continued um grouping bugs you know bugs where it's like common across a lot of players and that's that's a drop in fps during some of the cutscenes, which certainly sucks but to be honest, the cutscenes are so good that I, I barely even I barely noticed for the most part. And again, for somebody who's not going to get into you know heavily into the game until probably a week or two down the road, so long as they keep everything updated, I, I suspect strongly that a lot of that stuff will go away. And if you're into modding, uh, the mods are already coming out with fixes for some of this stuff, so they naturally have been able to um, bring out fixes repairs and alterations to the mods far beyond um what you know what most most of the average players are 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 already looking for so that that, and that's great because this is this is what we need um and i'm just pulling up the list here there are now five pages of mods on the nexus front so that's 20 mods per page yeah i was just looking at that there is a hundred mods that have come out for this so far and um and some of these downloads the top top rated download uh is currently sitting at 30 just under thirty thousand downloads mm-hmm. for the top mod on the site um isn't what, what was that one was it like the fps fix uh no that is the uh actually let me just let me just uh refresh i want to make sure that i'm actually quoting like um the actual proper, thing yeah proper stuff here let's give this sorry no uh the yeah yeah just under just under thirty thousand. that is the unofficial fps hot fix for pc yeah so that is that's going to fix a lot of those particular problems so again if you're into modding if you want to take a chance at trying to fix some of this yourself there's the community has already gone off like a lightning bolt 
and has fixed a large number of these things and have created uh, um, a couple of really cool stuff. And and this will be where I do this tiny little announcement. Mooney and I and, and Ash will be actually working on doing a uh, mostly moon-centered. Uh, she's going to be taking the, the foreground on this modding review show. And she's already got a couple mods in her system. She's already oh, tweaked out a couple things. Okay. And she's doing some footage, putting the footage together. We will have that video out hopefully early next week. And we will continue doing uh, an active mod show for as long as there's um, high quantity of mods being added. We stop covering mods on some of the big games once they drop down considerably, like on Cyberpunk. Um, mods there generally stalled out a couple of weeks, about about a month and a half after it came out. And it was mm. like, it, it really stalled out. Like, of course, there was all the negativity with the game and whatnot. But like, it, it started out super, super strong, but then it just kind of like it hit a brick wall really, really quickly. But this, I don't think we're going to see a brick wall. I think we're going to see this um accelerate because there's been so much in this world that's really gone off my favorite mod so far uh is the magic gun mod this is a mod that replaces your wand with a magical device that is based off of an 1800s historical design and bears no resemblance to any real world counterparts of the modern era that's the mod description it's basically uh like a nine millimeter beretta (laughs) It's, it, that's not the one because I was just looking through the list. Uh, that's not the one that's like Ash's gun from Army of Darkness. Uh, no, no. This is just. Uh, I think this is just a general, just a gun, nine millimeter <laughs> wizarding gun, oh, and it's so God. hilarious because the the guy holds it like like a piece, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and and you're just running around with this gun, just firing <laughs> off these spells like crazy. Um. So there's goofy things like that. Obviously, that's not you know that's oh, not man. friendly. Sib, but- I gotta ask: Have you ever heard of Harry Potter with guns? Do you know what I'm talking about when I say that? I think that? so. Yeah, I think so. It's that's been a it's been a it's been a meme for quite a while. For a long right? time, so, yeah. It's the so, yeah. It's the greatest thing. Somebody, anybody who's listening to this, if you've never heard of Harry Potter with guns, look it up on YouTube. Somebody took Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, the movie, and replaced all the wands yeah. Yeah, yeah, with yeah, guns. Yeah. So when in the movie, when Hermione goes uh, like uses her uh, petrification spell on Neville, she pulls out a piece and shoots. <laughs> It's, it's so I, I great. mean, it's honestly hilarious and great, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Some of the other stuff, uh, there's, there's some other cool mods in here. If you find the stone flu lady talks too much, which when I was doing a couple of parts, I, I always play as stealthy as I can. I was doing some stealthy stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, good, yes, I'm stealthing through here silently. Nobody suddenly the flu lady behind me is like, Oh, you wouldn't imagine how difficult travel was before I invented the flu powder. I'm like Heart attack is yeah. under control. Get ready. I'm about to uninvent you, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I honestly, I actually had the, the same reaction. Um, I, I'm so just things like that. My yeah. favorite one uh, for not me, but for other people. And they, they do this. Almost every game has this. So you know that that people there's people who have acnophobia. Yeah, it's a fear of spiders, like really bad, like really genuinely bad they have like horrible horrible it's it's an actual like uncontrollable fear Mm -hmm. turns out somebody has kindly gone and replaced all the spider models with large red blocks so if you don't like that they are now replaced with large red blocks in skyrim they they replace them with bears which was absolutely hilarious because you'd see the bears crawling on the wall backwards and or upside down so it was always like terrifying if you were afraid of bears but in this yeah they've already come out with that so yeah expect that we're gonna be covering mods um pretty closely (laughs) i wonder if anybody has an irrational fear of bears sorry go ahead yeah can't watch Uh, the bears need bears without getting triggered there's there's a one particular type of bear that was that had like opposable thumbs and they basically kept a part of the world from being like inhabited by humans for like 20,000 years because they're, they were just, they, they liked hunting people and they were pretty brutal. Hmm. So yeah, really messed up, but there's some, there's some pretty 
cool mods out there, some pretty cool stuff out there. I think overall, this game is here to stay for probably a really long time. Please, honestly. yeah. I, I think this is this is absolutely going to be one of the best games of this year, probably going forward. I suspect again the amount of mods coming to this game. They're they're great. You can already there's mods to add facial hair to to young male students, so you can look a lot older than you than you currently do. There's um, all kinds of additional things coming out for it, and we're just really excited to see a game that is got this much promise. It actually shows up. Didn't super hype it. It was just hey, we made a game and it's really good, and it's so nice to have that. And hearing some rumors. This is where we'll get into a little bit of a rumor mill very quick. Quidditch DLC? Um, we're getting a Quidditch DLC. Yes! We, there is talk uh, about... Um, there's talk going on, and I've heard from, from a source that they're saying that the reception has been so positive that they're thinking about doing like a 10-year plan with this game. That's what Which I'm talking great. about. Because yeah. like you've got... I mean, we're in the fifth year. You got seven years in total. Um, most students, when they finish their 10th year, they're 18 years old. So there's a lot of different things and directions you could do. I like, seriously, you could um, have, you know, the next school year, you could do the next two school years over the course of the next five years. Oh, yeah. Just time. constantly, like, you put, put one, out, one school year out every two years. And then you could just do more content around it. You could introduce a new character who starts at, um, you know, at, as a kid, you know, the, as a, as a, like a literally young kid going in for the first year. Uh, I believe they're about 10 to 11, typically when they're, they're yeah. around that age, when they show up the first time. And if you could do that, you, I mean, there is so much content there and they could really just keep building off this. So apparently there's a lot of discussions ha- going on. Um, they're super happy, super thrilled with the reception, despite the haters, uh, out there, the game has done incredibly successfully and has done really, really well. And I think is lining up a lot of really cool potential future things. And I think that's great because the The world of Harry Potter is just one of the richest worlds that has yet to be exploited for all its potential. It's just Mm -hmm. focused on Harry Potter and, you know, they did the Fantastic Beasts series, but that wasn't that well received. Now it seems to be in very capable hands. And I hope to God that we do get that 10-year plan because the stuff that I have played, uh, the three and a half hours that I did, it, it basically just everything that you said, Saib, I echo all your sentiments. It's absolutely magical. I Much of the time that I've spent has just been wandering around the castle and not really completing the quests that have been assigned to me just because every time you open a door, it's like you enter a completely new world. Just you don't know what to expect. And everything is so ornate and so unique and full of whimsy. It's so hard to take all of it in like everywhere you look you're just stunned by what you're looking at i think one of my favorite moments that i've had in gaming in the last little while was when you first venture outside the castle and you're just going down this little path and then you look behind you and you see the whole of hogwarts and you just get a sense of just how big this castle really is and it's just like my god i'm here i and there's so much more that's going to be ahead of me. I'm going to be able to do all these other classes I haven't done yet. I'm going to be able to get my broom. I'm going to get my hippogriff. I got to get to the forbidden woods or what the forbidden forest, whatever the exact name of it is. Uh, I get to go to Hogsmeade, spend a whole bunch of time there uh, and explore the surrounding area. I cannot wait until I have time to play the rest of this game. And to your point about mods, I'm going to say this right now. If I... Can if somebody creates a mod where you can fly a dragon and make it breathe fire, and then I can go up to one of my teachers if they give me a bad grade and incinerate them, easily greatest game of all time ever made. <laughs> somebody please get on that and make that happen. That would be so cool. Yeah, I'm sadistic when it comes to my games. What can I say? But yeah, uh, hopefully I'll be able to find more time to play that. Um, I will just say one very quick thing um, uh, about the PC performance. I've been playing it on Steam, and uh, I actually have been having 
quite a few issues. I have uh, looked up a whole bunch of different uh, recommendations and tried them. And while some of them have helped a little bit, it is still getting in the way. Like I have changed my DLSS settings. I brought down all like the settings from ultra to high and then high to medium. Um, and it, it, it's helped a little bit, but you know, at the cost of quality, but like you said, I, you know, turn off, uh, ray tracing. That's that's one thing that moon has been having an issue with. Oh yeah. I've had it off the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, there is of course some issues and those issues obviously like, you know, I I hate to say it, but I don't think there's, I really don't think there's a, a way around it. Like going forward, like, all games used to have their various glitches. Like people go, oh, remember when games came out and they were perfect? Yeah, you remember when I, what, I remember one of the earliest games I ever played coming out and there was a bug in the game that you could exploit to get like infinite everything you wanted. And Are you talking about Oblivion? Sorry. No, it was, it, was a, it was a really old DOS game. Like oh, okay. a really old DOS game. And then there were other games... Uh, I remember one of the early Sherlock Holmes games that we played. One of the quests were broken and the game was unfinishable. And that's just how you received the game. Yeah. You received the game that was essentially unfinishable. And they had to do another post-release that had the fix to allow you to, to finish the game. So, yes, of course, of course, there's there's issues like that and we don't want them to be there. But I just, I don't think that in this time and age I, I don't think that that's something that's that's feasible anymore mm. and that sucks obviously yeah it you gotta that you have to deal with that playing the game that you wanted to play um yeah you got to take into consideration the game as a package on the whole yeah. despite and it, you know it's not glitches side but it's more so just the frame rate it constantly drops for me and it it, it is yeah. kind of distracting but uh, you know i will say as well that uh, this goes for everybody else i think you have to take something the whole package you gotta not just focus on that one thing and exacerbate it on the whole hogwarts legacy is it lives up to the hype it lives up to all the expectations as far as i can tell uh from both Cyb and i and i really can't wait to get back to playing it it's gonna be difficult this week though because i got a lot of stuff going on but maybe i'll find some time anyway so we do have to move on we've been on this subject for nearly half an hour i'm really you know thank you for sharing a very detailed analysis of your experience side what do you guys think? Have you been playing Hogwarts Legacy? Uh, have you, like, are there any criticisms that you had that maybe Saib and I didn't mention in our glowing uh, reactions? Please let us know in the comment section below. Obviously, do it politely. Um, or just tell us about your experience with the game. We'd love to hear those too. All right. I uh, just noticed, Saib, that this looks like uh, a rarity. I think last week we had a really a good selection of just positive news and uh, today we just have a really good selection of positive news 2023 is uh looking up next subject obviously i gotta talk about the last of us we get, we've been doing that the last four weeks that we've been doing this show uh that the hbo series obviously episode five came out on friday to get ahead of super bowl sunday yeah everybody uh, we're not the type of people that really care about sports. <laughs> That's in case you didn't get that. We care about games. Yeah. No, yep. I was, I was out at dinner with my uh, older brother tonight and we were sitting around and going, Oh yeah, I guess that Super Bowl thing is on. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, I, yeah. Super Bowl thing. I only care about the Super Bowl as far as like all the movie trailers that come out. Like I saw the one for the flash that came out a few uh, hours ago. Movie looks dope. I mean, screw Ezra Miller, but aside from that, <laughs> everything else looks dope. Um, but yeah, uh, very quickly before I give my just very quick thoughts on the episode side, have you had a chance to watch it yet? No, no, I've been doing this thing called uh, Her- uh, Hogwarts. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, okay. Yeah. Just get, keep rubbing it in my face. Um, Last of Us, <laughs> just the Last of Us episode five. Uh, it's. It's the same as it has been the last four weeks. Uh, we are very blessed with the show. The episode five was excellent as it has always been. Uh, we are halfway through this series right now. And Saib, I have yet to really see anything in any episode that I could say that I actively disliked. Uh, it's it's a miracle, this show, just like Hogwarts is a miracle for gaming. It's a good time to be alive and be a gamer. Um 
This episode, obviously, if any of you have been following the game, uh, focuses solely on the characters of Henry and Sam. And uh, we all know what that means uh, to anybody who has ever played the game. And yes, they handle the story of Henry and Sam in this show exactly as they should have. It has... It adds things in all the places that it could add to make the characters of Henry and Sam even more interesting and likable than they already were and uh, make the emotional moments with them uh, at the same, if not even greater levels. Uh, It was wonderful. And uh, I got to make a confession. Um, I've never cried in an episode of TV in my entire life, but uh, at the end of this episode, Something happens, and uh, I think, uh, well, anybody who knows the story of Henry and Sam knows what I'm talking about. Uh, something happens that made me break down. It, it was wonderfully done, and uh, man, it, it, it's so special. Uh, guys, it, how, yeah. how, how on earth did you not watch um, Charlotte's Web growing up? Oh, I, I, I did. Oh, you're just a monster then. I get it. Yeah. I, I understand. Dude, it's... <laughs> spiders Dog. doing her job. What about The Lion King? I watched The Lion King like 89 times. Not one of them did I, did I ever cry. See, that's the thing with me. It's very, very specific things that come out of nowhere that make me cry right. at stuff. Even when, like, the story of Henry and Sam, when we experienced it in the game, that didn't get me. It's just the way that it happened in this episode, it, the way that it was done, it... Oh, I can't even think about it. I'm getting goosebumps right now. You guys can't see, obviously, but yeah, it's it's wonderful. Yeah, side, you really need to get on this man when you get a second. Anyways, that's uh, my thoughts. It just very quickly, like there's nothing I can really say beyond that uh, without spoiling it. I want you guys to go watch it for yourself. Although, you know, one very quick thing. Uh, I just realized after I said there's nothing that I actively disliked. There is one thing that. Uh, could have been done better that I'll just allude to very quickly. In episode four and five, there is a certain female character, uh, and you you guys will probably know who I'm referring to. It's not Ellie, but the other main female character. Uh, I think she's the only one. <sighs> she was miscast. Like, she's doing her best, but I don't... Uh, I, I suppose maybe it's just because everything else about The Last of Us is going on is so great that the lesser elements do stand out. It's not that her performance is bad. It's just like you feel they could have gotten a better actress to convey the emotions that she's going through and the drama that she's going through. Yeah, that, that's just one thing, but it's a nitpick. Everything else around it is splendid. Guys, have you had a chance to watch episode five yet? Or have you just been watching the Super Bowl, you know, leading up to Super Bowl Sunday? Uh, let us know what your thoughts are in the comment section below. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Now, positive story number three, Saib. Uh, We're going to have to praise Nintendo today. Did you expect that to happen? So, we uh, give, uh, especially Saib does, we give them righteous crap for some of their business policies, particularly their unwillingness to make a lot of their older games available uh, legally for people to play. Um, But this past week, they have made a series of announcements that we really got to give them kudos for. Uh, We will get to the Nintendo Direct, and those are some of the announcements. But before that, I got to give the people over at, like the management over at Nintendo, some kudos for giving raises to their employees despite the fact that in this past year they've made lower profits obviously because in the past year covid uh hit Jap- japan harder than it had the rest of the world you know so but despite that they are giving the majority of their employees raises just so they can retain them plus uh, the CEOs, uh, including Shigeru Miyamoto, are taking pay cuts. I think one of them announced that they're taking a 50% pay cut. That's leadership. That's caring about your employees. That's something that we rarely ever hear about when it comes to gaming media. So I want to give a proper salute to those guys over there. At least in that respect, you're doing things well. And now for the Nintendo Direct. I just said a second ago, side. Um, well, actually, you know what? I'm going to save that. Uh, I'm going to 
save that as sort of like one of the big announcements that came out of the Nintendo Direct this past week. I'm just going to give a shout out to some of the smaller things in my mind. Uh, Pikmin, uh, Pikmin 4 finally got a release date. A new game finally coming out uh, like, what, about a decade later. Uh, I'm glad for people that enjoyed those games. It's People have been supporting that franchise uh, ever since the GameCube came out. Plus, uh, there's a little game that was announced during uh, Nintendo Direct called Sea of Stars. It's very much in the vein of Chrono Trigger, uh, what else, Xenogears, those types of games. And it's more than just a coincidence. They actually got the guy who scored those original games with all their beautiful music to do some songs for Sea of Stars. Uh, it just stood out to me. Uh, it's something that I actually might want to check out just because I've really been into those types of uh, retro games. But now... The big announcements. Saib, as I alluded to before, we, you and I, but especially you, have been uh, antagonistic towards Nintendo for not making their games, their older games, more legally available. Well, they have taken a step in the right direction with the following announcement from the Nintendo Direct. They are now making Game Boy games and Game Boy Advance games playable on the Switch. So now you don't necessarily have to, you know, go the emulation route, uh, you know, if you're particularly paranoid about uh, the legality of emulation, you can play them on your Switch. Now, you can't play all the games just yet. Some of them, you know, there will be a variety of them coming. Um, this was, and I, I want to get your thoughts on this in just a second, side, but this was significant to me because one of my all-time favorite games is Pokemon Crystal. I have wanted to go back to the Pokemon franchise for over a decade, but it's just, you know, for whatever reason, it hasn't uh, been possible for me. But if they make the old Game Boy and Game Boy Advance Pokemon games available, what that will allow me to do by playing it on the Switch instead of emulating it is I can play the games on there and then build my Pokedex all the way from the first generation onwards so I can complete it and reinvigorate myself within the uh, Pokemon franchise. That would be really cool. You can't do that through emulation, but you can do it through an official Switch console. Can't do it just yet, but I imagine because they have made this possible, that will become a possibility. Side, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on this. It's a, it's a definitely a start going in the right direction, um, but until they embrace the wide range of of platforms that are available to them because there is a wide range. It's not just it's not just PC with you know Steam. It's it's literally everything. There there Thanks. are hundreds of different kinds of, of mobile devices and tablet devices that they could definitely play on. And again, by you know by creating something on these things, you can still sell a controller. Like that, and that's the thing that's always kind of gutted me is that it's so weird that they never thought about slapping their games into a physical inside a physical controller, um, and then mm -hmm. putting that controller essentially just plugging it into a variety of devices that you have, and then allowing you to play the games in that way. You could certainly do that for all Nintendo one and two titles. Yeah, that's just so easy to do. And again, they have made moves and we're starting to see them finally make more moves which is good um and hopefully they'll get the signal that this is a good thing and that they should do more um so yeah let's hope they're finally moving in the right direction and they have the wherewithal to kind of like follow it through and not just stick with one aspect of it but really just branch out and cover every every possible nick and corny that nick and Morning. Uh, and Nick cranny. And cranny that they can to really fill in the options available to their players because that's a, that's a huge thing and and I really think that they have a couple of um, big options available to them especially in in a lot of poorer countries they could uh, they could really be putting out content basically for free uh, that that would stem and help you know, encourage creativity and and uh, young people's interest in in technology, and and I think that that's that that is a direction that that I think we we really should be going as a human race because you know automation's coming. It's you know arguable whether it's good or not, but it is coming. So yeah, exactly 
what we can do with that in response to that, that that's that keys into things starting as early from children playing games in a, in a, um, you know, in, in, as part of their education, yeah. that, that is actually important. And, um, is that a good time to segue into the other story that we have? No, uh, there are two, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, there are two other main things that we really do need to talk about. From uh, this in that case, yeah, let's move on to the, I think it's the Zelda. One. Yeah. Yeah. So they released a new trailer for Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I didn't think it was possible to get me any more hyped for this game than when they released the original trailer where they showed like the verticality of the world above and the world below. But my God side, this trailer really, the way they shot it, like mm-hmm. the places where Link would be standing in the world so that we can really get a, an appreciation for just how big everything is. This game makes, I'm being slightly facetious when I say this, but not really. It makes the size of the Just Cause games look puny in comparison. I know they're probably smaller, but when you when you see it in the trailer, it you are just taken aback by how big it is. Just got how are they going to fill this huge world with all these types of side quests and make them in such a way that they don't get boring? Well, I mean, they I guess they did do that with Breath of the Wild, granted, but when you add like you can go into the sky and then you can skydive down to the ground and then you can, like there's this flying machine it looks like <laughs> my god i need to play breath of the wild because if i play tears of the kingdom before that it's going to retroactively ruin that experience but it's going to yeah. be tempting man holy crap this game looks good what did you think so so i did not have nearly the um positive reaction positive reaction yeah. shall we say uh, my reaction was um, a little bit, a little bit negative. Now I don't know if this is a hot take, so I'll I'll say it again here. Um, I feel like they are behind their competitors, and I feel that they're that they didn't introduce enough things that are are that are standard today okay in the genre of this kind of game like what so the the competitor to this kind of game obviously is genshin impact right from the get-go and yeah you you if you go to a not that i do this often but theoretically if you were to go to a school playground and pull the kids about what they're more excited the latest genshin impact content package coming out and the new zelda game i feel the vast majority of them would probably say zelda or sorry would probably say genshin impact and most of them would say what's zelda really i think that's honestly probably the way it would go right now because the Nintendo has let this lax a little bit too much. So first of all, they haven't introduced enough games and they've not made those widely accessible. So they're starting to lose their grasp on that. So when it comes to this game that they got coming out, I expected, honestly, I expected them to introduce a ton of new characters because that is the thing that all of the, the Zelda competitors have. And it's not in a small way like, oh, yeah, this is just a side offering that that is moderately appreciated by the fans. No, no, no. This is huge, hugely desired by everybody who plays these kinds of games is to have either a character creator or to have a list of well-known characters from the lore. Take any one of the top 10, you know, uh, kind of like same age as Link characters that's been in the past couple of games, if you were to make them a fully fleshed out playable character, that would be really cool. And you would immediately broaden your audience by a significant margin. Sure. Um, And there's a lot of interest in those characters, a lot of interest in those characters. There's a lot of interest to play more content in Zelda as Zelda, which is again, I, I don't know why they haven't done this. And 
now, obviously not every game is like this. Not every game, you don't need to always do whatever your competitors are doing. But in this case, I, th- I really do believe that this is something that they, they should have looked into because they do have a wide plethora of long-term standing characters within the world of Zelda that would make amazing, good content, additional content for players who are not necessarily wanting to play the same thing, especially if you were put it into a narrative stance so that you could play parts of the games as whatever character you wanted to. So you could play the game from beginning to end as Zelda or as Zelda or as Link. I think, I really think those two things are probably best. Maybe, maybe more Zelda or sorry, more, more Link than Zelda. Maybe just having Zelda be like sections or partial bits of it. Um, And then you could have all these like split stories where, you know, you could, you go do something in the water thing. So you take that cute little water character and you go do that with her and, or you could do it with Zelda or Link or whatever. It's like, I was kind of thinking that they, that they would be smart enough to do something like that because they have been losing against Genshin significantly since it came out. And not that I think Genshin is a perfect game. I, I don't. There's some obviously glaring major problems with it, but they're being really slow to to do things that are now fairly standard within the with it. We've got Blue Protocol coming out. We've got you know Tower Fantasy came out. We've got a couple other games coming out that have the same like it's very similar art style and even combat is really really honestly very similar. And they have all these things coming out, and each of those games offers a wide plethora of characters that people can connect to. And they don't have that here. And I feel, maybe incorrectly, that that they're losing their ability to compete because they're going about it from the same idea that they were like 20 years ago. And again, that's not every game doesn't need to evolve like that. But in this particular case, it's kind of a no-brainer to me to go, there's a huge selection. I mean, Link comes from a village full of other people just like him. And and there is some debate, Ash was mentioning this, how there's a debate that every Link is actually a different Link. And every Zelda is a different Zelda, and it's and that's how that story goes. But to me, it's like there's a wide world here that they could really evolve on and really morph and like do a bunch of cool things with and really open up the the universe to like have a whole bunch of this extra stuff but they really don't they really don't have that anymore or they don't have the the they haven't been keeping up with the ability to like keep up with that as a demand because and again lots of people are really looking forward to this they're really trying to push in the direction of hey we want to try something new we want to have something new for this and it makes sense in zelda because again the characters have been long standing they've been there for a really long time people like cosplaying as them generally so i don't know that's my two cents yeah no i i think that's fine dude like not every open world is, game is going to appeal to people like for you and i i don't think the newer assassin's creed games appeal to us but there are people that i deeply respect their opinions that genuinely love games like assassin's creed valhalla and odyssey and stuff like that uh, i can see where you're coming from about how those elements not being included in the zelda game would turn you off but for myself uh the you know keeping link silent uh and you know not really being able to play the other characters hasn't really lessened my enthusiasm for the games now there could be a point where in the future if i play a whole bunch of zelda games that i would desire the same things that you do but clearly for myself and millions of other fans that hasn't gotten there yet it might be the case though soon in the future that games like genshin impact although from what I understand, Genshin Impact kind of took Breath of the Wild's gameplay. I might be wrong about that, but that might replace it because it does offer those alternatives. But, you know, nothing wrong with your perspective. And then finally, Metroid Prime Remastered. Make more shadow drops. This was clearly, to me, at least, and a whole bunch of other people, this was the biggest announcement from Nintendo Direct. And the the fact that they made it available the same day. And the remaster side, I don't know if you've seen the graphics comparisons, but it's 
chef's kiss oh my god and i forgot just watching that trailer how great the music for that game was metroid prime there's a reason why like metroid prime 4 is being made all these years later guys it's because that first game was so great and all the changes that they make to the remastered version are wonderful it makes it look like nintendo doom like the new doom games like post 2016 it looks gorgeous side what did you ever play the original metroid prime and uh what did you think of the trailer oh yeah yeah no uh, metroid is one of my old favorites uh i i have i played the first game because like first nintendo era yeah um and i really liked it uh but i did not play uh the later games that came out, you know, years out, almost a decade after, because I just, I just, you know, didn't have access to the, those consoles at the yeah. time. Um, because you know, the whole console war thing, but just generally speaking, I loved it. And one of the, like, I remember distinctly remember like the Samus reveal in, in the first game when you beat it. And then like, I remember discussions whilst being on the school bus about people with people who were absolutely confused as to why that was a girl. <laughs> there, there was a girl at the end in this huge body armor. And they were so the, the one guy's like, no man, I, I, I think it's just, it doesn't look like I, maybe it doesn't look, maybe it's not a girl because I, I didn't get a good look at it and at, at her at him. And, and you know, Sam, it's Sam, Sam's a boy, Sam's a boy. And they couldn't really deal with the concept of, you know, Sam, the possibility of a woman kicking ass. Yeah. So, and, and to me that, that obviously like, you know, was kind of hilarious. And it also really like stuck with me for, for a really long time, as far as like character design went uh, and, and what it, you know, what potential there is when you do it right. And so, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited for this. I think that it's good. I hope that they bring it to as many platforms as they can because <laughs> people right. have moved on from having a Nintendo plugged into their TV. I I hate to say it, but this is the way it's just the way things are these days. Well, if I could get a well, I mean, I do own a Switch, so I can legally emulate it if I buy Metroid Prime Remastered. Um, I, I just hope at some point, you know, the Switch emulators can be a little bit more consistent with their quality, uh, so that way I can uh, emulate some of the newer games on there. But yeah, uh, I'm I'm very curious to check it out. Anyways, very quickly, uh, wanted to end on this one uh, story about a study uh, side. Do you want to tell people about it? Yeah, yeah. So this is another bit of positive news. Um, I'm just checking to make sure that we don't. There's no nothing new on it. This is from the University of Houston, Texas. And this confirms that, um, yeah, if you, if you ever wondered, um, are do video games melt your kids' brains? Uh, the answer is, as a majority, no, they don't. Mm-hmm. They, they, no, they, they really don't. Actually, um, it doesn't matter how long your kids play video games or what types they choose there is no detrimental effect to them. I think the detrimental effects obviously come in from um, personal control, uh, personal behavior issues, like those kinds of things. I would certainly say there is some some degree in that, but that's hyper-individualistic, whereas when they're judging based off of you know actual brain scans and cognitive tests and stuff like that, there was no loss in in overall performance, and there was a peak in in most performance measures. Uh, so there, this again, if you think you're wasting time playing video games as a general hobby, you're not. It's not a. It is a healthy thing to have your mind constantly challenged with new puzzles. Yeah, uh, and there is no negative effect. I would be very interested to see how this same exact study if they could replicate the same exact study would function with um general content like like just general like tv television show content that that would be something i would be curious to see as well as um um checking out a couple other things but uh of course this means that you need to prioritize um balance in a child's life they do they do talk about 
uh, productive activities such as homework, you know, uh, chores. Chores are actually really good for kids. Yep. Teaches them a, a lot of really important factors. I believe that chores are, are, you know, chores go beyond just cleaning. I think, I think, uh, I think there's a huge wisdom in teaching your kids how to cook, like right from like a very young age. Yes. Teaching them how to, how to boil water, how to make pasta, how to mix pasta with your sauce, how to, you know, do meat, how to do all that kind of stuff. I think by the time a kid's 10, they should be able to do basically any of those kinds of recipes by themselves. Um, but yeah, this is just a, a general, excuse me, I'm dying here, apparently. You're going to make it, side. your soldier live. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, just in general, this this confirms that video games do not destroy a kid's brain. Well, I mean, maybe if they played FIFA and that was the only game they played, that might destroy their brains. <laughs> I think there I think there are some games uh because they did do a mix of video games and I think there are obviously there's obviously bad games out there. Loot box filled um, games like Fortnite yeah, that that will help to build negative stuff but as a general like rule yeah. uh, as a general thing and, and one of the games they did test was basic like sports games so you know playing soccer or fifa type stuff or playing like challenging stuff um the 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 hours per day b- were between four and a half uh two and a half to four and a half uh-huh. so that's that's pretty heavy for a child who's going to school and doing other things throughout the day um obviously i don't think i don't think that means you should pull your kid out and have them do 12 hours to 6 to 18 hours of video games a day. I don't think that's healthy for them. Uh, but this this goes to show that things in moderation, uh, video gaming in general in moderation, do not cause any nonverbal or spatial, uh, verbal, or quantitative loss in skills. Not, none of that stuff is negatively impacted. And that's something so, that, you know, you and I knew... And most gamers know, but it's good to reiterate this stuff again and again until the majority of, you know, the people that are stricken by moral panic uh, (laughs) get the message. Oh, people with a moral panic. People with an agenda. Oh, yeah. Don't you just love people, hypocrites who are, yes. Um, You you know, like, like, I'll say this story because this is common enough that I think... It's happened on multiple levels. It's okay. the it's the parent who brings their their nine year old into play whatever video game he wants, and he picks out like Grand Theft Auto. You know, he goes home, he plugs it in, she watches him, um, you know, hire a hooker, and then kill her to and get steal the money, the money back. Yeah, and she asks, "What? Why? Why did you just do that?" And he goes, "She did. She don't need that money. She did." <laughs> like it's like. Yeah, there's 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 reasons why that some kids shouldn't be playing certain violent video games and stuff like that. As a general rule, I don't think that's a universal rule across the board, but I think as a, as a general, like you need to know what your kid is capable of. You need to know what they they need, and you need to really pair up certain things with them. Like like just like I cannot reinforce the the benefit of like like puzzle solving games for kids. Because it mm. teaches them how to think outside the box. Those are so, so healthy. But I don't think they need necessarily play Doom. <laughs> like, like, right. like it's a puzzle in and of itself. Yes, that's, that's true. But maybe focus on uh, some more, you know, better games. Stardew Valley, stuff like that. Like, yeah. those, those, those have lessons to teach. One of the biggest things that I remember growing up, one of my biggest educators was uh, uh, SimCity. SimCity was huge for teaching me how to manage things how to prioritize stuff how to um look for uh uh, um symmetry in things and 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 have basic like understanding of design principles it's like that that was huge back in the day um yeah yeah. so i i I, a source of positive news if if the next time you're at your family dinner and Uncle Joe goes, those video games rotten kids' brains. You can say, well, the University of Houston disagrees <laughs> when used within uh, reasonable hours. Moderation. There's absolutely no damage to overall verbal, spatial, um, uh, anything uh, like that. Anything like that. It, yeah. it, it, do, it doesn't have an overall negative effect. 
Um, we know All that right. they have positive so, effects based on different things, but that's it. Yeah, my, my recommendation to, you know, if you want your kid to grow up to be a genius, get them to play the Talos Principle. Not only is that game uh, you know, great for puzzle solving, but it's also one of the most profound stories in the history of games. Check it out. Also one of the most underrated. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that does it for this episode of Maximum News. Really, really happy, really positive episode today. I had a great time recording it. Uh, I want to thank Saib, as always, for doing this show with me, for providing his great insight. Saib, do you want to tell people about the main channel real quick? Yeah, check out the Triple S League, where we have a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, we are going to be redoing our official uh uh, the the three uh, reviews that we do uh, from Mooney, Ash, and myself. We'll be redoing them for um, just when we finish the game for, for Hogwarts, so stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for Mooney's official uh, mod review show. We haven't come up with uh, we haven't, we're not quite set on a full story for it yet, but uh, we've got a whole bunch of unique stuff coming for this. We're really loving the game, and I think we've got some great content going forward. So nice. Tune in, support us because yeah, we gotta we gotta fight the haters. Yeah, maybe suggest a name for the show in the comment section below. And you guys can find me just at my main channel, just at Max Darrow. I'll put a link to that and the Triple S uh, Triple S League channel in the description box below. Like, share, subscribe. We'll see you guys next week. Peace out. Stay yellow. Bye bye. <laughs>